Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Inconceivable. 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 I'm William. I'm Alex. And I'm Wesley. And we are your guardians to the galaxy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, going where no man has ever gone before. Nerd. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> We're going to make a lot of people mad saying stuff like that. Who That's wants to, okay. Who wants to start? Mm. I think Wesley should start. You think I should That's start? That's right. You're, no, yeah. wait, didn't you start l- last time, though? Yes. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did. did. So you get to start for the first time. I get time. to start. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Put um, the fast one on, yeah. All right. I'm just going to flip Gary, the time thingy. The time goblin. <laughs> time goblin. All right. Gary, um, the time goblin. Yeah. So Beast. I want to talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2 that is coming out next month. I think it's uh, the 17th of November. Um, so basically, it's made by the same people who did uh, the first Battlefront um, video game that came out a couple years ago. Dice. Dice, yep. Um, and they're actually going to expand it and have a storyline, and it's just going to be... It looks like it's going to be a lot better than the one that came out a couple years ago, because a lot of people weren't very happy with that one, just because it, it, it looked really good, and it sounded really good, but again, no storyline, um... It didn't really have a lot of options. There weren't a lot of maps. There was like four maps or something. Um, and I just wanted to talk about that and talk about um, the differences between that and the old games, too. Mm. We all played Battlefront as a kid, right? I played the second one. I didn't really play the yes, first one. Yes, I owned them both for the original Xbox. I never played the first one a lot, but the second one, I have countless hours. Like That's on yeah. like probably top five of... My like all-time played games. I switched between the two of them because there were actually a lot of really good features uh, in the first game that didn't get to the second game. What was like, the, yeah. like in the first game, you could go completely prone, um, which was fun to do, and what you can't you mean? can't do that like completely laid down flat on the ground. Okay, yeah. and you can't do that in Battlefront Two. Um, also, there was a lot more maps, um, and I actually liked some of the ones in Battlefront One better than what they replaced them with in the second one. The, the second one is just an all-around better right. game. Did it's more polished. Did they have space battles in the first one? Um, they did. We're, mm-hmm. we're watching stuff earlier about it, and I think they didn't have space battles. No. I think they had ships. They didn't, but yeah, they, they did have ships. They actually had, in, in some maps, they had more vehicles on the map than they would in Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't play the first game as much. I played it maybe once or twice. I was mostly a Battlefront 2 person. Like, I spent so much time on that. I basically did um, Assault most of the time, mm-hmm. or Campaign. Um, but I was, like, when I was looking at, um, looking up stuff for this one, um, I was surprised because they had a lot of maps in the original Battlefront that they didn't have in Battlefront 2. And I thought that Battlefront 2 was just, like, an upgrade from the original. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they had all the maps and then more. Like, game, had... gameplay-wise, it was an upgrade. yeah. 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 
but they had um, they had like Cloud City, they had planets that you never even heard of in the movies and stuff, and I was actually kind of disappointed because I really wanted to play on Cloud City because that looked like it was really cool, but it wasn't in uh, Battlefront 2. Another thing um, is I prefer the way the heroes work in Battlefront 2. Um, did they have heroes in Battlefront? They did. In Battlefront 1, they had heroes. You did not play as them, though. And I think they may have only shown up in Galactic Conquest, um, one, of, one of the single-player modes. I think you could buy um, a, like a, like an, like a power-up that would allow you to start the battle with a hero. Nobody played as the hero, though. It was just it was like an AI-controlled, and it, they were invincible. The hero was like nearly invincible. That sounds kind of boring if you don't but actually play it was hero. like <laughs> i know but it was like like i said i prefer actually being able to use one in the second game but one of my memories from the first game is you turn the corner as just a regular guy and all of a sudden you'd see the hero and you'd be like oh crap yeah. like i gotta <laughs> run away because you can't kill like i once the only time i ever killed one is i just threw grenades endlessly at one until it fell off a ledge and died. Seriously? And didn't come back. Yeah. You didn't even help kill a health I'm not sh- you just pushed yeah. it out of bounds. I'm not sure if they're actually invincible um, or if they just have a, like a lot of health, but that's the only time I ever hmm. beat so one. So you and remember it was, like you, you just you couldn't kill them at all you, when you were you, younger? I, no, that's what it seemed to be for me, and it was just that fear of like, you see when you, can, you turn around and run in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I really liked Battlefront 2 because... Even if you were a regular person with like with a gun and stuff, you could still take out the heroes if you I knew. I would run circles around well, Darth Maul. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. If you knew how they worked and their um, the options for how they fight and stuff, you could take them out. Like Darth Maul, he would always like to throw his double blade lightsaber yep. at you, and you would just duck, shoot, duck again when it comes back and shoot him. I did that to one of our friends, and uh, I felt very proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, and like if you if you played the Clone Wars era in the Jedi Temple. I remember, like, killing Darth Maul was, like, clockwork. Like, you would just, you just run circles around him and, like, leap. Like, you do the roll. Yeah. Just roll around him. <laughs> and if you had the three-shot burst, because, like, eventually... The elite you, rifle. Yeah, if you got enough kills as, like, your basic trooper, it would upgrade your gun permanently. Right. Like, to a three-round burst. It was so cool. <laughs> they didn't have... They had a similar mechanic in Battlefront 2, where you got that the is Battlefront 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I didn't think it... But you, oh, you got no, it permanently, though, if you got I, enough yeah. No, kills. but you would like, See, also you... unlock um, extra, like, troops and guns, depending on how you did in the game. So, like, you wouldn't get, like... Uh, well, that was overall in the game, not, like, right. for a single So you game. wouldn't have the jet trooper, like, when you started the game. No. But you could unlock yeah. him. That's what I thought you... Yeah, never mind. No. Uh, did they have Evade in uh, the EA Battlefront, the DICE one? No, I don't uh, think they have any... I detail. have probably played a total of, like, two hours of that game. <laughs> I played... I I played it a little bit. Well, a little bit. I say, like, I played a little bit when it came to, like... We even own it, don't we? Yeah, we do own it. <laughs> I would play ground battles, and I would suck. We because probably should have played that before we, Maybe, we did this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, eh, I don't know. I remember it well enough, and... I mostly played space battles just because it felt so cool. The doing space them. battles were so good. The only thing I really Except missed in this it wasn't space battles. No, yeah, it's it's that battles slightly DLC. above ground. <laughs> I don't like that they've made first person the preferred, like, the preferred mode for this for this. Well, one. I mean, for the new ice. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like it doesn't make me feel like I'm playing Battlefront. Well, you like, can't, I know you can, you can switch still, back, right? You can switch to I know you person. can go to third person, but like we were watching that video downstairs, and the guy was like. 
I find first person to still be preferred, and I was like, <sighs> yeah, like it just every game out there is first person. Like, why right. can't we have this? Yeah, when I tried to make doing, it good. When I tried doing third person, no, a first person in Battlefront Two, like the original one, it just felt really wonky, and I it it just felt really weird because I don't think we. Were you even, like, looking down your rifle barrel when you were going first person? In what? In Battlefront 2. Because it, it's, it felt remember. like I was just looking at a screen and then moving left and right. I know as a regular trooper in Battlefront 2, when you zoomed in, it just it just made the camera go closer. You could still see your guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that one. Um, but this new one, it's, it's going to have a campaign story, which is awesome. Um, in Battlefront 2, the original one, it followed the 501st through, like, the Clone Wars and then eventually into, um, the Empire era. And this one, there's gonna be a, it's gonna be around, it's gonna center around a new character called Aiden Verzio, and she's bas basically, like, um, an elite Special Forces, mm. uh, Empire agent, and it's gonna be, like, after the Death Star is blown up and everything, and all the... Empires like in scatters. They don't know what to do, so they're trying to figure out what to do next. And there's basically a last command from the Emperor telling them, "Okay, you guys got to crush the rebellion." Which I oh, this is what the trailer said, and I was just kind of confused. I was like, "Okay, so they his last command is crush the rebellion." <laughs> you, you, that... you missed it while Darth Vader was throwing him into the pit. He made a last ditch phone <laughs> he call. He was like, "Hey, over here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> No, okay, so his last command is crush the rebellion. Did I say crush the empire before? He probably like, said that a bit. I think he said crush the rebellion. Sure you we'll the find rebellion. out later when we listen. He says crush the rebellion. Wasn't, there, wasn't that their point, like, all along? Is that really, does he have to tell them that? I think they're going to go you, for it. Do it. New, new tip for you. Crush the rebellion. <laughs> but we've been just, trying just to make sure that. that you had that in mind. Just want to make sure we get that straight. <laughs> you guys got plans for the third Death Star, right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, were, it's like rebellion. Why yeah. should we get rid of them? It's like, like Death Planet. What? What? <laughs> what does anything from the rebellion sounds like they want to take us out? You know, <laughs> it's not like they blew up two of our multi-billion credit destroyer <laughs> billion credit. machines. Um, oh. Yeah, so I'm really happy that there's going to be a multi. Uh, the, a it campaign. seems like they definitely listened and, to a right. lot of the criticism that we had for the <laughs> new one. Well, there was a lot of criticism. Yeah, I mean, one thing if we're looking at things they did right. Um, I feel graphics. They did graphics. Oh my right. gosh. Graphics. <laughs> Those were beautiful. Sound Music oh, yeah. was sound okay. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Sound effects, though. Sound yeah. effects. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, sound effects. All that. It's superb. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the game technically is a very good game, but the gameplay is almost lacking. Like the actual game like, modes themselves. Yeah. And I feel like they got I better. Did not, as they didn't like, have a lot of a lot of uh, options for yeah. what to do. There's like assault. And then I don't like that they abandoned the the command post capturing, like that's what Battlefront I is. I love that. That was yeah, great. They they can't they can't do away with that. It gave you basically like, a specific objective as opposed to just all out warfare. The criticisms okay. the criticisms I've heard about the new Battlefront is that it's basically a battlefield game with Star Wars skin, and pretty much nobody wants that. Like yeah, we want Star Wars. <laughs> this is our fresh take on on Battlefront. No, it's like you just. You just made a really beautiful-looking Star Wars game that's a Battlefield game. Yeah. <laughs> then again, Battlefront was originally based off of the Battlefield games, I think, right? 
It was, yeah. but like they've done the reverse on it and just kept yeah, the Star it was Wars way, licensing. Way different, back, yeah. Uh, in the original ones. Um, oh, I, but that uh, that campaign you mentioned is going to be completely canonical. Yeah, that's one of the great things is that yeah. it's going to be basically between episode six and episode seven, and it's going to. I feel like it's going to be like a much smoother road going from that episode to the next one, and mm-hmm. we'll get a lot more content. I think they've mm-hmm. already come out with a with a book. We get to see Obi Wan. <laughs> what do you mean get to see Obi Wan? Like, like, like I hope he's a part of the story. Uh, like that'd be well, cool. he's dead, so. No, no. Oh, that's right. Oh. This is from episode oh, six yeah. to episode seven. I'm dumb. Yeah, this is from Empire. Return of the Jedi <laughs> to Force Awakens. All right. Maybe we get to see Luke. <laughs> no, no they, there Luke. will be Luke. They're saying that they're going to tie it in with original characters, so that's going to be really cool. Yeah, but like silent Luke, like silent treatment Luke. Like I want to see that. Wait, what? Like, oh, I don't want, want him to be silent, but want, I want to see do you like want old Luke. Yeah, I want to see old Luke. Or like middle-aged Luke. Like, <laughs> I think we'll probably see that in oh, wow. XT Luke. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see that in the next movie that comes out. Except he might actually talk. We won't see middle-aged Luke in the next movie that comes out. He'd, no, he'd be not. old. He'd be super old. Like. No, I thought you were talking about Silent Luke, the old Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yes, see more of him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He better Jeez. not die. Yeah. We, we talked about that last episode. It's true. <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, they're going to have a lot more maps, which I'm very happy about because mm. that was one of the best things about the original ones. Is mm. I could go to whichever maps like I wanted to go, and I would know exactly how they worked. Um, but I had options, as opposed with the Battlefront that came out right. a couple of years ago, and there was like four options. There was Hoth, there was Tatooine, there was Endor, and then... The ice planet, the forest and planet, and the sand planet. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that other one? Uh, oh, gosh. Well, it, if you it can't like, name it, it obviously lot, wasn't it that important. It was a lava planet. I know what it was. Mustafar. It wasn't Mustafar. Yeah, no, they was... like, it's not technically Mustafar. It's a different one. Do you feel just like, like how the episode seven movie is like? Well, this isn't Mustafar because they never. Like, you mean, this, this, this is this isn't Tatooine. This isn't Tatooine. This is Jakku. <laughs> but it like, functions the same way. It's, yeah, exactly. it's the birthplace well, of our new hero. Like, without going too off topic, that like one little thing where like they were naming all the places that they were at except for that lava planet, which they just like oh suddenly lava planet we're gonna show you. I'm like that's oh, Mustafar, no, right? No, you're talking about Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, I am yeah. talking about Rogue mm-hmm. One. No, you're you're right. You're right. That make me that made me really mad. I'm just like name the planet. Come on, I want to hear you say Mustafar because they said like all the other ones. To like tie in with, to keep tying in with the original trilogy. I feel like they're afraid to keep tying in with the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Speaking of Mustafar, I like that map back in Battlefront that too. Was great. <laughs> Except okay. for when you fell into the lava. But other than that, it was great. I'm pretty sure there was a version of Mustafar in Battlefront One. Was there? Yeah. Because they had Kashyyyk in Battlefront One, which they is did. weird because. Star Wars Episode Three hadn't come out yet, so I was like, okay, how do they know about Kashyyyk? Well, like, so... Well, another thing... Like, things like that were all, like... I feel like... I don't know how, how to word this, but... I feel like they worked together better when making games that were tied to movies. Like, obviously, that well, they movie... Get, like, that movie wasn't released yet, but it may have been finished or in development, so they could have taken the ideas from the unfinished movie and then used it in the game. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, because sometimes, like, um, people who would be making the movies, they would give some content to outside sources so that they were able to make stuff, like video games, or um, actually Weird Al, Weird Al did that for Star Wars Episode One. Mm-hmm. He got, he got to make the, he got to, he, um, he heard about the Star Wars Episode One, mm-hmm. the entire story, 
well, not the entire story, but he heard about most of it. So basically how it worked. And then he made the Saga Begins song, which was Oh, so great. they came out before episode one. I think it came out before. I think, or it might have come out during Around, episode one. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to have, uh, going back to Battlefront 2, they're going to have new maps. They're going to have a lot more um, heroes, which is great because, again, they only had like eight last time. Also, hopefully more balanced because there would be mean? some maps where like like it's cool that you have options like of what hero you get but if if you don't have a single hero or villain that has a lightsaber and the other side does that really sucks because yeah. there's I, I think it's Endor I could be wrong there's, I don't think it's Endor because I'm pretty sure Luke is on that one there's a map where my little brother would love to be like oh I'm the dark side because like if you're on the light side then you've got Solo, only shooters yeah. yeah and he's just like there's, I can't defend against a, like a lightsaber um, hero. I think that was <laughs> Palpatine. This twirly thing. Gosh. Yeah. His force lightning. No, like he like like his rush forward. It's yeah, like, that was like weird. A, <laughs> he scuttles forward. Yeah. yeah no, they need some. Mode. They need some serious balancing with um, with the heroes. I think that was in Battlefront Two because on uh, Tantive Four, I think it was Princess Leia and then. Oh. Um, Emperor Palpatine or something, or Darth Vader. I don't. Remember. Darth Vader and Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, if you played as the rebels on, um, the Tantive Four, you were screwed. <laughs> and Princess Leia was my least favorite hero, like one of my least favorite she heroes. Really do much. Okay. There was, was she, she could like heal people. What was she? She had a handgun. Yeah. And it zoomed in, and it was a pretty good one. Like it was basically. Like, you could get that same upgrade for the handgun Mm. if you killed enough people with it. Yeah. Um, And she could heal people, I think. But she looked different from everyone else, so she was special. (laughs) Yeah, she had Uh, her buns. (laughs) Her hair buns. Her ear buns. Yes. So I want to see... Those buns. So one thing that I just thought of when we were talking about Mustafar is how they had a lot better close quarters maps. They didn't do any of that. Yeah, it was very small. And Battlefront 2? In the in, in the new battle, they don't have any. It's all super open. There's not. It was much really hard to understand where Look you at were. This beautiful and, landscape. And it was like the best thing for snipers, but for guys who are really good at right. close quarters. Like it the map that they've been teasing a lot, uh, or I should say demoing a lot, um, is uh, Naboo, which first off looks beautiful, yeah. of course, but also it looks. The first thing that comes to mind mm-hmm. looks very versatile. You've got vehicles, but you've got tons of buildings. So all these, it reminds me a lot of Tatooine. Um, like most Eisley on most Eisley yeah um, on that one on Battlefront 2 and that was a really great map because of its diversity uh, with all the buildings and then also smaller open areas too um, uh, and what's great is that the um, Naboo in this one is going to be during the daytime as opposed to in okay. Star Wars Battlefront 2 night, where yeah. it was nighttime and it sucked because I couldn't really see anything I was like I want to see how beautiful this place is it'd be cool is. if they made it so you, you could play it at night or in or during the day. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or just like, why not, if it why not, rest guys? into nighttime or something. Yeah, why not, guys? Let's do that. Have Come it, on, Dice. Let's have a, a continual, like, sunset. How about that? <laughs> yeah. They're also going to have, what's different from this to the previous Battlefront that just came out a couple years ago, they're actually going to have the prequels in it, like the Clone Wars and everything. Darth Maul! And, and, then, <laughs> and then they're also going to have the Force Awakens and all the stuff in that. So we're going to be... Kylo Ren! Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> able to play Kylo Ren, uh, Rey... Finn is going to be in a new wave of content after the initial release. 
Um, also Captain Phasma. So that will be great. We'll actually be able to see her fight and do something. Captain Phasma. Yeah, hopefully she'll be Well, cool. I, he I heard even before Force Awakens came out that she was going to have a limited role in that movie, but expanded upon in the next two. Hopefully. That's what I heard. So. Well, she seemed like such a cool character, yeah. and then they pretty much wasted her. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's going to be new heroes, new um, new places to fight, and all that good stuff. Yeah, and hopefully the gameplay is improved. Like, also, with space battles, the thing I missed, like, which was one of the things I really loved about the Battlefront 2's uh, space battles, is how you can invade the other's, like, main ship and, like, disable it from the inside. I thought oh, that was, yeah. like, one of the coolest things. And they totally... That was my favorite part. Was yeah, they never... My favorite part of space battles was the least space battle-y part of it. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't want to do the dogfights when I was doing uh, Battlefront 2. Yeah, and then like, that it's, video it's we were dark. watching, like, just solidified it for me. It was like, yeah, dogfighting really had no impact on it the score. It didn't really score. do anything. Yeah. yeah. It was like, but, but I really like that in the newer Battlefront. Like, you're... Because... That's true. They do do a good job with the... I think they did a better job on, like, you finding your target and being able yes. to actually keep up with them as opposed to the other one where it's like, yeah. oh, it, it's over back there. Where, yeah, where's, turn around. Where's the bad guy? U-turn. Yeah. Space U-turn. And also another thing I noticed is that in the new Battlefront 2... You're actually going to be able to see when you're in space because everything was black in the original one, so you couldn't see anything. Mm, but they're actually that's true because of all um, because of all the details and stuff. They're actually going to have the sun out in space, so it's basically shining off of all the surfaces. So you'll be able to see all the ships and all the details and stuff. And I'm really mm. excited about that. That's going to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> something that makes me really happy is that they're actually going to have free DLCs for this one. So nice. that was something that really bothered me with the original. Especially when we were begging for more content, and then like, oh, there's more content. They, it's just paid it's really expensive. Yeah, it was, yeah. I they mean, basically had the yeah. bare minimum for Battlefront last like two years ago. Yeah. They had like, okay, here we have uh, the original trilogy and these really cool. It's basically Battlefield, but with Star Wars skins. Um, and then they gave new content, and I'd see that and be like, oh, it's really cool. But then it. They basically had you pay for the game, and then they had you pay for something that was basically just as much as the game, but only a small amount of content. <laughs> so you were able to play on Cloud City, um, able to play on Scarif, and I think they had, they actually did have a space battle option, but that was only after you paid for the DLC, and that really bugged me. Yeah. Um... So overall, I think we can agree, like, gameplay and content is the two main things that we're looking yeah. for improving on. Because, like, they did, like, we we are only so nitpicky because there's so many things that we liked from the original ones. And it's a very, like, near and dear franchise to a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it wasn't, like, a bad game, per se, but the expectations were just so high. And, like, they did a lot of things right, but just the hard thing, when, when a gameplay is one of the things that's not right... yeah. That. I was gonna say because you can a lot. like you can say what you want about it, but bottom line is is it didn't make me want to keep playing it. Yes. So like they it may have looked nice. It may have it may have had a nice budget. It the gameplay might have been clean, but it wasn't very interesting. Yeah, I think they um, focused mostly on the look and yeah. the sounds and stuff. But other than that, it was kind of plain. And after a while, it wasn't. Really it had no yeah. meat to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it didn't have any substance, really. Yeah. And this one, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. And I'm really excited for the I campaign. just, I used to be, I used to be such a huge gamer. New games that come out, 
now just seem hollow to me. I mm. haven't been able to invest myself in a video game like I used to as a teenager. Yeah. I just, the gaming I, scene has changed, um, f- at least in my opinion, and I just, I don't know, either the games are now overly complicated or they're just cash grabs. I appreciate I feel like. that they try to make the games look really good, but if there's no substance to it, then like... What's the point? Yeah, what's the yeah. point? Yeah, like... <laughs> When it comes like when it comes down to it, it's like about enjoying yourself. And if you can't join the game, exactly, who, who the crap cares? Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody wants to play a game for like a day and be like, "Well, that was fun. What next?" You yeah, like you spent to- sixty bucks on a couple hours of entertainment. Ugh. Way to fool me. I want to have multiple hours. <laughs> Which spent is sixty more than bucks a on something. I want like, I don't know, guys. I got I want- a thousand hours. A thousand hours plus out of Skyrim. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah, that's true. We were talking about like, <laughs> like you want to use yeah. money. Well, that game paid for itself in the amount of time I spent playing that instead of doing other things that cost money. It also bugs <laughs> me that you can't really do multiplayer like you used to be able to because back in the day you were able to do split screen four it's people where it's at. fighting and then bring back split screen. Come on. It's too expensive Please. to play with people online all the time. And it's not fun because you don't yeah, get to interact with them and there. scream at them. We don't want to pay for another TV and like play in the same room but on two separate TVs. I want to look <laughs> yeah, into it's more their screen eyes and space, see the fear but... when they notice that they're screwed. Yeah. All right. You know, what's a, good, you know what's a good bang for your buck? What? Cosplay Real Magazine. <laughs> ah, I like them. Yeah. This podcast is uh, brought to you by Cosplay Real Magazine. Uh, they are a monthly, internationally published cosplay magazine that launches on the first of every month. It was created for cosplayers by cosplayers. They are big on crediting everyone who helped bring a cosplay to life, from the creation process to the photography process, all the way to the finished, polished images. Inside, you will find 40 high-quality pages, including your exclusive interviews. No DLC there. Uh, with your favorite creators, <laughs> artists, geeky fashion, makeup, and photography tutorials. You can check them out on any of their social media at Cosplay Realm Magazine. For more info on how to submit and get your cosplay or photography published, visit their website at cosplayrealmagazine.com slash submit. Do they come out with a monthly um, Yes, magazine? monthly. Yep. Cool. And um, October's is Halloween-themed, of course. And oh, loving. yeah. We'll have to November, dress up for that. November issue is uh, Friends and Family, so that'll be pretty cool to see. Well, we're friends and family. Yeah, we're all family here, all the geek kind. <laughs> this is my white friend over here. Yeah, I was about to say, that sounded like way more ghetto than I was initially <laughs> intending. William's so ghetto. Oh. What a nerd. Yeah. So who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next because I went last. Okay. Last episode. Okay. So yeah, we're all really excited about your. <laughs> all right. Hey, Gary. well, he wants to. I do get. It. I get to. If it's my topic, I go get ahead. To, For those of you listening, and we are trying to flip Gary, which is the sand dial. Yes. Yeah. He's nice. The the time goblin. <laughs> Gary the time. I goblin. I guess we can call him the time goblin, and then explain that. And then explain that. Um. So, uh, what I want to talk about is. Um, <laughs> Again, for the people listening, he's wearing a Spider-Man yeah. shirt. Yeah, he's yeah. very proud of it. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who could probably take a guess, Wesley is a big uh, DC fan, and I I know I know I know a really? good bit about Marvel, though. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't know about Marvel, yeah. but as far as what spectrum you're more of a DC guy. Yes. That's it's fine. difficult not to know even right. a little bit about Marvel I'm, nowadays. I'm more of a Marvel guy. I mean, like, also if we're looking at shirts here, you're outnumbered. I mean, you're not even wearing a DC shirt, but Alex has got a Captain I'm America my shirt. Boys. 
Oh, I, I am Captain America. What are we I'm wearing about? a Patriot shirt for those listening. I like to think of myself as mid-transformation Captain America because I got the height. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for the muscle. <laughs> You've gone up. I just need to go just like, sideways. <laughs> okay. you, need, you, need your, you need to fill in horizontally. I know. Alex is just going to get fat and he's like, this is not a word. <laughs> this is not a word. Yeah. Oh, I was no. hoping for so much more. Just not more of that. Tell us about Spider-Man, please. So. Spider-Man is uh, one of my favorite Marvel franchises. Um, it's not my favorite. X-Men is my favorite. Specifically, uh, okay. uh, spe- yeah, specifically Wolverine is my favorite superhero. But uh, Spider-Man is really cool to me because he's one of the most relatable uh, superheroes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's one thing that I think Marvel, and I think you've already said you agree with this, Marvel uh, takes it from the standpoint of almost like humans becoming superheroes where yes. like DC is almost like just like superheroes just starting from like outside of Earth. Yeah, know? so I would say that like DC makes superheroes that you look up to and Marvel makes superheroes that um, you relate to. That you relate to, yeah. Like which you can still look up to. But. Exactly. But like DC's heroes are more noble and Marvel's heroes are right. more down to earth, I would yeah. say. And there's right. a good thing about both of those exactly. concepts. Exactly. And I like that yeah. they have those different origins, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and Spider-Man is one of their shining examples of that methodology of mm-hmm. making methodology. who is both noble and relatable. Right. Very relatable because mm-hmm. he's just some kid growing up in New York City trying to get along in school and he's getting bullied all the in time life. because he's a nerd. Mm-hmm. Now, what you said, let's remember. Spider-Man is primarily a high school character. Yes. That's I'm where he originated. So my thing has always been um, Tobey Maguire is my favorite uh, Peter Parker. And Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. There's yeah. like a distinct difference there. Um, when I watched, I didn't know, like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit apprehensive by the fact that they already made a um, another Spider-Man movie because the first Spider-Man movie came out, like, 2001, I think. Um, I think 2000 so. and then, or... I think yeah, Spider-Man 2 2001. was 2002. Yeah, well, 2001 or 2002, and then you got the newest one, 2017. So you're looking at 15, 16 years between three new Spider-Mans, and, like, there, there's no other superhero that's gone through that fast of a pace. And we're not talking, like, single-off movies here. We're talking... Um, a total of six movies. A trilogy, like, and then, and then almost a, a trilogy, <laughs> yeah. and then... So, so that's a massive amount of movies for different like lead actors mm-hmm. for this kind of role. You can blame all of that, though, on um, Sony's like greedy need to hold on to the Spider-Man movie rights. Right, because of the contract. <laughs> exactly. they, have, they have to make it once. They have, every... to, keep, they have to keep making movies in order Seven to retain years? the rights. Every ten years? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, but obviously that's the past, and yeah. this is what we're left with, is three Spider-Mans and six movies. Mm-hmm. Um, first two Spider-Man movies, undoubtedly amazing. Um, pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh. Third movie, questionable at best. What I'd call it is entertaining, but not necessarily good. <laughs> it was, it was something I, else. I enjoy watching it, Right, going back and um, watching it. The sequels, 
were, in my opinion, um, not good, not as good as the originals. However, when they definitely When you say sequels, you mean like the, the Andrew Garfield the, the, ones. The, yes, oh, the okay. Andrew, they're not yeah. sequels. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man yeah, series. Yeah, like the 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 sequel series, the like, Sony ver like the yeah. actual Sony version. So when I talk about, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with this. Like when I'm talking about the Spider-Man movies, I'm referring to the original. When I'm talking about the Amazing Spider-Man movies, that's sequels. And then when I'm talking about Homecoming, I'm referring to the newest. So the Amazing Spider-Man exactly movies, not called. necessarily amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. Amazing was okay. They were both decent. I will say that also. I'm I'm impressed by the fact that they were able to make the second Amazing Spider-Man movie probably just as good as the first one because I was expecting after I'd like say, yeah. after seeing a seeing a really decent like entry like back into the world of Spider-Man um, I was expecting a, like a much quicker decline in their like almost trilogy. Well, mm -hmm. I'm sure it was planning to be a trilogy. Oh yeah, a lot of people didn't they really had... care for the Amazing Ones. The Amazing yeah, Spider -Man ones. I know they they had planned out like Sinister Six and like mm -hmm. at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man right. Two, you see all the different apparatuses yeah. for. And of course, like spoilers, uh, Gwen like dies at the end, so mm -hmm. that's like a huge like character changing moment. Yeah, and see that's what's different about like the two things that you have Gwen in one and you have Mary Jane being the. Majority. They did it on purpose. I like. Yeah, Gwen, I liked Gwen a lot more than mm. Mary Jane. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Mary Jane was. And here's no, the thing, they're though. They're different. They're the different Amazing Spider Man. Like a, like the. Well, I guess the person that they have to. Have Mary Jane is the popular girl. Gwen is the smart girl. Yes, it is. And I like that Amazing Spider Man <laughs> did things in chronological order. Uh, Peter Parker meets Gwen first. I don't even think Peter Parker meets Mary Jane until he's graduated high school. I don't. I don't think Maybe. so. I don't think he meets her until. Um, until like college. Well, they were gonna have Mary Jane, or maybe like his senior year or something. They were gonna have Mary Jane in the Amazing Spider-Man too. Yep. But they she, cut her out. She was gonna get played by that. She's gonna be played. Shailene get played. Woodley. She's gonna yeah. I the was girl from to see that. The girl from Secret Life of American Teenager. Oh. It's the second time I've talked about that well. show <laughs> on this show. I've never even watched it. I, I think I tried watching it. Oh, but she's in Insurgents or whatever that or series Divergent. is called. Divergent. <laughs> so um, I talked about how Tobey Maguire is my favorite Peter Parker and how um, and how Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. So but now I'm going to, to you. No, well, oh, so it's, <laughs> let me explain to you why I see them in the way. So Tobey Maguire, like. He is like a nerd. He is a geek. He is whatever you want to call him. He is what we think of the uh, Peter Parker persona being. Someone who honestly doesn't really fit in school and is just trying to do his best as a photographer. Mm. And as you see him going through his like work routines, like he's not like necessarily the most accountable guy. Like he's just like a struggling like teenager, like going through school, trying to make ends meet. Cause you know, who's he's played by like a 30 something year old I know, guy. Right? Like, <laughs> but seriously, he's like really bad at having a steady job. Other than being a photographer, he kind of sucks at pizza delivery and everything else. Right. Also not necessarily, which is understandable. Not, not just necessarily directly linked to Tobey Maguire, but this is also the, the series where it happened is I feel like the motives were the best set up in the original Spider-Man movies with Uncle Ben dying and how they portrayed that because they they showed that he was kind of like, oh, I'm doing this for money so I can make, make a better living for myself and my family. Mm -hmm. right. And then all of a sudden when um, this life starts, you know, attacking his personal life and Uncle Ben dies, then his whole outlook on what he's doing and why he's doing it changes. And you journey through that with him. And I feel like that's a, like a very important uh, thing. The Tobey Maguire movies have the advantage of being right. the first to present Absolutely. the movie on the big screen. But they also right. presented it so in a very no, good way. There's no I mean, like rehashing. It's the first time that, you've seen that it. That being said, 
that's what happened and then you build up a really close like connection to him and then also it makes him very relatable because you see they take their time with it that's like 15-20 minutes into the movie yeah. so they definitely take their time building up they're not just like 5 minutes in the movie okay people die mm-hmm. it gets real Spider-Man's here how's it going <laughs> that was a problem for the Amazing Spider-Man though is that they were basically telling the same story that came before that right. even though they they were like uh, they're selling it as watch the untold story you mean like him getting powers and Uncle Ben dying again yeah okay yeah. Um, but I, it, it, it just it didn't have the same effect as last time because you felt a real connection with and if, honestly if you had that same connection the Amazing Spider-Man series probably would have been better just by proxy because everything would have felt more uh, meaningful and you probably it was the first time yeah yeah so like yeah. yeah if the tables were turned and that's how it happened you probably like the Amazing Spider-Man movies more if the motive was better like the motive affects so much of like what you think of a movie mm-hmm. i'm still um, not sure i think that the original uncle ben he, i really liked him a lot more i felt like he connected with peter a lot more than the we've one been saying with great power comes great responsibility that yeah, is ever the since. saying and that and movie that, originated that and, saying and, by the way really yeah that wasn't that from the way, comics so. oh, wow. i don't think so yeah well I th- maybe i'm gonna look, when, when look he talks up. to peter Fact check that when, he, when he's like trying to talk to peter and understand what he's going through in the original movies it he wasn't like being harsh with him. He wasn't like, you need to be a better person. Mm. He was just like, listen, I'm here for you. And you need to understand that if you have a lot of, never mind. It, 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 yeah. it is. From okay, cool. Okay. As but a, still the world was not saying that. I don't think until the movie came out. Yeah. That's fair. But well, as opposed to Martin Sheen's character where he, he was just like, listen, Peter, it, your dad had a philosophy <laughs> about doing good things if you were able to. And I'm like, They were trying okay. so hard to like quote it without quoting it. Like, dude, we would have been fine if you just quoted it. Who cares? Not choice, responsibility. Series. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, so uh, I really feel like all the personal things that were happening to him, even the nuanced things like him like being crappy at his job and him having troubles with Mary Jane, those were actually well received in my opinion. Um, it was not just on him that he was having trouble with Mary Jane, right. though. She was a very difficult person in the entire series. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Um, she's, she's actually like that, though. Another reason why um, uh, this, like all these things were really important is that it also made like the villains really shine. Because not only were they already fantastic villains, and by villains I'm referring to Green Goblin and Dr. Ock. Uh, not only Dr. Were they... Ock. <laughs> just say it. Dr. Octopus or Doc Ock? Doc Ock. Thank you. Yeah, he was, he was the best of both Doctor worlds. Doctor, yeah, I, I couldn't. <laughs> Why not, Doctor Ock? <laughs> Man, so because um, both times, especially Green Goblin, they have really internal motives for the like they they stem like usually you build up a um, villain by their own vendetta, which they still do with these characters, obviously. Mm-hmm. But both of these characters have ties that are really close to Peter Parker, yeah. so. Also, it makes sense why they're involved together. It's not like, well, I'm the good guy, and uh, I'm the bad guy, so like this is where our, our paths cross, because we have different outlooks of what we want to protect. Here's, here's an interesting thing, though, something I'd like to add to that. Um, I think you're building up to the fact that we saw... Um, Spider-Man Homecoming together. Wait, you went to see it with him? We went and saw it, oh, yeah. come on! I had already seen it. He hadn't, so we went and saw it again. Um, okay. But... Michael Keaton as the Vulture, 
in terms of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going on right now, this is what was said by him by the LA Times. One of the strongest, most sympathetic villains of the entire series. It, in the entire... I think and so. I, yeah. And I know... And, well, William doesn't agree with that. I don't agree. I'll let him get there, but I mean... I yeah. just like well, You're we already should, talking well, about villains, well, yeah, let, so... Let's, let's go on to Spider-Man Homecoming. So we've talked about the other two series. Right. Let's talk about so, what you thought yeah, of that so one. So while we're talking about, like, we'll keep it towards, like, the Peter Parker side of the story. Um, okay. Because um, that's, like, that's why I'm talking about Tobey Maguire so much. Um, and... When we see um, Homecoming, I think the setting is very good. However, one thing that I really, really didn't like about Homecoming specifically was how involved the Avengers and Tony Stark specifically were involved. I feel like they were they weren't cameos. Tony Stark was very influential, and a lot of his motives, uh, a lot of Peter Parker's motives, revolved around. Um, around Tony Stark and wanted to be like him and be an Avenger. And Which so you is change... true to the comic book version of Peter Parker. He yeah. is obsessed with the Avengers. And if you think about it, like, Peter just got his uh, his powers like six months before the events of right. Civil War. Mm-hmm. So he's like been seeing these heroes go about doing everything that they do and he's going to look up to them, obviously. He's there. He's there. They, he's... they are the heroes. Yeah, those are his heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, of course he's going to look up to them and have them. They're going to be very influential in his uh, life as a superhero and even right. as like a regular person. But I guess I guess the point is is that when um, everyone was really excited for Spider-Man to finally be involved in the rest of the Marvel universe and totally gone home about that and that's great. And when they were trying to figure out how the heck do we incorporate like inject Spider-Man into this, there's like several different ways that could have gone about this. And one of the ways is the ways that they did this movie. And I think that they did that route as far as um, kind of not starting with the origin story, starting like with his like uh, high school, um, like in the middle of high school. And then also with him already done some Spider-Man like stuff, obviously, like this is after his appearance in the Avengers itself. Mm -hmm. So he's already like well embedded Spider-Man as an image for him, you know, you see him, he's playing around with this social media stuff mm-hmm. and all that goofy stuff. Uh, so this is much later in the timeline than we're used to, to seeing Spider-Man, which is fine. Um, but then also they've changed because they start in this, they didn't use, uh, his family or home life as any sort of motivations for his actions. He wanted, uh, to be superhero because he looked up to the guys at the Avengers, which I mean, it's, it's fine. Well, but that's not, like, when I see Spider-Man, I saw the, like, like yes, like, I know it's unfair to say, but there are expectations going into this movie based on what we've had before. I way more prefer the motives that were set and so carefully planned out with the original Spider-Man trilogy and how effective that was. And I'm not saying they should have done exactly that. All I'm saying is that they chose a route to go with, and I think they did a good job with it. But just when it came down to it at the end, it just wasn't for me. I just, well, it wasn't what I wanted with, to be. With, with that, though, they're they're committed to not retelling the whole Uncle Ben thing. It's yeah, like, so, so that means times. that means they're going to leave out the whole family-related subplot. Yeah. So we we are left to assume that Peter Parker wants story. to be yeah that he wants I, to be Spider-Man because of what's happened right. to him. I, I'm, I'm not not even as that. well as the heroes he looks up to. Yeah, not even just that, but if you listen to him in Civil War, he says like, okay, when you have the ability, abilities that I have and bad stuff happens and you don't do anything, those things happen because of you. So that was 
a, a pretty like good motivation. Like you can just hear Ben, Uncle Ben, saying that yeah, to him. Basically. Yeah, basically. And I guess what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that it was a bad movie. I'm not saying that um, I said they were stupid for doing that because I completely understand why they went with that. That was definitely one of the stronger things to do, and I feel like they did that very effectively. But when it just came down to it, I just wasn't compelled like I was with the first two yeah. series yeah. of Spider-Man. And then that's because then honestly, it felt pretty basic to me. Yeah, yeah, when I it get came that. down to it, and I think that's what the whole thing goes down with. If it had a better motive. Um, then maybe I would have liked mm. it more. But honestly, I just didn't feel that invested. And then, like, they, I did, I will say, because um, you'd probably bring this up if I didn't bring it up, how I said that how all the villains in Spider-Man are not just having their own vendetta, but connected to Spider-Man. They do technically have that with mm. the Vulture. Um, but I think what they do with the Vulture is instead of connecting him to Spider-Man so much, which they still did, um, but instead of connecting him strongly to spider-man they connected him strongly to the universe um he was affected greatly by tony stark's new um you know cleanup initiative mm. which is in the comics actually um so That's... just like with everything else about this this version of spider-man they're trying to connect it all to the universe so they connected vulture to the universe his motives are driven right. by mm -hmm. what's happening in the world at large now also one thing i do want to say is that i'm not arguing um this um movie's comic book accuracy yeah no so i know that, yeah mm. there's plenty of people who don't read comics like myself yeah who's you're, you're a big movies. fan of of the movie character yes yeah and that's, that's totally fine, fine. yeah I'm, mm -hmm. I'm 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 at the end of the day i'm going for what i think is entertaining what you're makes it what good you're familiar movie. with yeah right and because like, like as far as comic book accuracy goes this movie was fantastic like he got the, he tom got, holland is spider-man he is peter parker he's both of them like I'm glad he, was he pulled it off both of them he pulled both of them off Perfectly. Well, he's Spot really on. awkward and like kind of painful to watch as Peter Parker, but like then really he's, excited. Like, yeah, he he's like such a like a this is the best day of my such life. A kid <laughs> when he's Spider Man, he's just like, hey everyone, I'm yeah. Spider Man. Is it, can I help anybody? Uh, well, see, and the, see here, first on the scene, I stole Captain America's shield, and I was like, hey guys. <laughs> also, that was that was another thing. Yeah. I really liked the like the short clips of Captain America in this video. I did movie. too. It was very your coach <laughs> on my left. And he was wearing the original like very dopey looking Captain America uniform from, from the, the first Avengers. Original Avengers. I actually really liked that costume. I didn't really care for it. I was like this. I liked how it looked so much like the one in, like from the like I think Ultimate like. The event when the Avengers got big in the comic books and they introduced Captain America. Yeah, but suit, but compared like, to the all the like the very um, the gritty like realistic looking um, suits that he's had, I didn't really care for it. Mm -hmm. I really like the other ones. Um, but let's going talk back to Spider Man, <laughs> um, it's fine that you're attached to Captain America. <laughs> Just saying, I should have yeah. worn like a Daredevil shirt or something. Something. I didn't realize you guys had a theme going on. We didn't. Where's Daredevil and Spider-Man? You think there's planning around? involved in this? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so I, I thought that because this wasn't at the very beginning and it was part of the way through, Spider-Man's been on more missions. I like I know he's still in high school, but I'd expect him to be a little bit more mature and intelligent at this mm -hmm. point because the way he was acting, especially when like say, because um, even when he unlocked the new features of the suit. He was still being... The way he was going about it felt really Unspider-Man-like to me. He felt like an actual, just not very intelligent person Well, he general. is a 15-year-old boy. 
And he is. And but that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a point we can make. This is the youngest we've seen Spider-Man on screen. The fact that we're like he's even able to hack into his own suit, which was given to him by Tony that's Stark, like, is pretty impressive. Whoa. <laughs> right. And yet he's still a kid. Like but He has all this knowledge, but he's still a kid. But that only kind of like goes with what I'm saying here is that it seems like it's unbalanced where it's like they're trying to say like oh he's super intelligent and smart but then he has so many moments where it's like because he's a teenager he's a smart kid yeah those he's a, two he's a intelligent teenager those don't really I, go together you know, very well nowadays like seven year olds playing that, iPhones if, and if they get everything and, but they're still a child if you're smart and intelligent and I would assume mature after forcing to grow up after family troubles like that by the time you are 15, you are going to be a few years older, mature-wise, but he didn't feel that maybe way. Maybe he suppresses his family troubles with the the usual teenage And you know what? Ignorance. That would be great the... if they were to tease that stuff, but they never did. In fact, Aunt May was I think it's a relevant character, I think it's honestly. Pretty I think she is relevant. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's hey, relevant to Alexander's in eyes. Movie, everyone in the movie and outside of the movie appreciated Aunt May um, for the most part, except for Will. I was like, yeah. why is she so young? Will's opinion about the homecoming because is actually Tony very Stark popular. Has to flirt with her. Yeah, I'm not alone on that one for sure. Um, I really liked Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man performance specifically because I liked, because one thing that was lacking with Tobey Maguire's is that he wasn't, I, I don't want to say he wasn't witty. He wasn't witty in the right right ways. He threw a couple of cheesy one-liners, but that right. was it. He didn't really come off as like a sort of arrogant cocky. Right, because it's almost Deadpool-esque about how he acts when he's in the suit. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot and, more G-rated. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like Andrew Garfield did a really good job with that. But I think also on the flip side, that affected some of his Peter Parkner, Peter Parker esque. Peter um, Parkner. Yeah, just because <laughs> he was too cool. He was too cool to be Peter Parker, like through and through. There was no like you put glasses yeah, on it, was. and he looked weird with glasses on it because you know he didn't look like he was like, supposed to be wearing not glasses. To be a nerd I like know, that. like he couldn't pull off a nerd, and that's you know what that's okay. But he did the best he could, and I thought that he did an excellent job as Spider Man, and I definitely. Whereas the flip side, I enjoyed Spider Man the original series um, when he was Peter Parker more. But when it came to the Amazing mm -hmm. Spider-Man series, I enjoyed the moments when he was Spider-Man more than when he was in Peter. This Potter. this is what I want to know from you, though. Are you excited about this Spider-Man going forward? Because he's going to be in Avengers Infinity. Yeah. Because this is um, we're, we're, we're gonna this is going to be our Spider-Man for a while. They I, don't, I think they finally worked out. Excited is the wrong word. I am looking forward to it in the sense that okay, we got this out of the way. Let's get to the part where we actually because this movie was this movie was like it was just something that had to happen. Like catch you up, right? Yeah. Because they can't just ignore the fact that he hasn't had some sort of like intro with a movie or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was in, that's a good he was point. basically he was basically like inserted into right. Civil War, and so then he had to have this movie. This just, movie was a necessity. Yeah. No one really wanted it to be honest. Everyone was just excited to see Spider Man again. It's like, oh yeah, Spider Man movie. I guess that makes sense, and everyone went with it. Pe people people wanted it once they realized it was happening. Like, and also once they realized that, that we that, were like, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. No Tom one asked Han for was it. Actually a great mm -hmm. So we were like, oh, Spider-Man movie's coming out. That's cool. We're, we know when we're going to see Spider-Man again. That's yeah. exciting. I think. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Spider-Man in a different context than we have before. That to me is exciting. I'm excited for the Spider-Man going forward because I know it's going to be the Spider-Man that we're stuck with for a while. Like mm -hmm. I know that this is Tom Holland's our Spider-Man for the foreseeable future. Did you hear about how he's not allowed to read the script for Infinity War because he will spoil like everything? <laughs> they only let him have his own lines. That's awesome. Um, That's amazing. But yeah, just to 
just to uh, touch on one point, I was very happy that they actually had a compelling villain in this one because literally the only other villain that I found compelling in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Loki. Basically, all the other mm. ones are pretty 2D. There's like, oh, I'm a bad guy. I'm gonna. I kill like you Red all. Skull. Red Skull was. Uh, it's okay. He was okay. That's he was, one thing. He was a Nazi, so he he seemed like a pretty two D bad yeah. guy. Yeah. But um, like this one, you actually understood his motives. Like you felt for. I felt for him. I was like, okay, I definitely get what you're trying to do. And he basically got you know, he like the he short end of the stick. Yeah, he got the short end of the stick. And you basically see how he goes from a guy who's trying to make ends meet to just going down a really. I bad was path. super impressed with their like their the way they went about including the vulture like in the comics the vulture is like an old bald guy wearing a bird suit like this was <laughs> this really was cool. cool this yeah. is cool he this was, is a really was, good imagining of it he, he looked awesome he was cool i guess i just and the fact that he uses alien tech yeah like, and that he's called the vulture because they scavenge like that like, was cool the, the like they fit that was so well put together the character of vulture itself was totally fine my my problems with the character was I just wasn't attached to the motives. I felt very I'm not saying that they weren't like good motives. I just felt very copy and paste and very. Well, did you feel normal. did you feel attached to the motives for uh, Electro and the Lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man movies? Because they their motives seemed like really lame. I guess. Because Electro was a the, joke. Yeah, li the <laughs> Lizard was like, all right, I want to make people into lizards and free them. What? I don't and even remember what he's trying to do. And then Electro was like, I want to have the power of the city and kill Spider-Man because he hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. exactly what he does. <laughs> yeah. I'm but not, this one, I'm, he actually, I'm, 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 I'm I guess making the sound. Those, like, <laughs> those were very mediocre villains in their own right. I'd probably put Vulture, like now looking back on it, I'd probably put Vulture properly next to them. But the thing is, is that those are your standard villains. Like, do you want to talk board. about Rhino? Let's talk about uh, Rhino. Yeah, no, hold on. Uh, <laughs> you know, those were your standard uh, villains across the board. However, when we're looking in the Spider-Man franchise specifically, and what we had with Green Goblin and Doc Ock, those are some, in my opinion, some of the best villains in comic book movies history. Yeah, like, yeah I, can I would rank six. the Vulture number three right under those two. I would do Doc Ock, Goblin, yeah. and then the Vulture. Right, but hey, even out of Spider-Man movies, those two like villains specifically, who compares to them honestly with that much engagement, like well thought out like character development and just general coolness? Like the Green Goblin was freaking epic. I know? can agree that Spider-Man Two was a masterpiece. Just I love period. It. Like although then again, it did seem like uh, Doc Ock made a complete 180 turn from being like a good scientist to he just went from being that to like oh I'm a bad guy I'm gonna start sitting at my evil lair and start smoking and have a ton of cash and throw old ladies off of buildings and stuff I'm like that that got really dark really fast <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like Spider-Man Homecoming I it was pretty squeaky clean compared to the other ones because that was another thing about the original Spider-Man movies was that those ones were gritty it felt like Spider-Man was getting hurt, like, really beat up. Yeah, they were dark. It's kind of funny how that went the other way around when you think about no. it. Because movies are always doing the other way now. So this was well, definitely a lighter... I think, they t I think they really made it a point to be like, all right, Spider-Man is a lighthearted character who is primarily and more popularly a high school student, so let's make the story lighthearted and fun. And For the most part, Marvel movies tend to keep it pretty safe. When pretty PG-13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they tease some stuff other than that. Yeah. All right.
Not Spider-Man. Speaking of teasing stuff, I'm going to tease the next ad. And by tease, I mean read the next ad. So, so you're just going to read it? Things. Why would you do it? Do it. Tease it? Do it. No. <laughs> Today's podcast is also brought to you by Nerd Caliber. Nerd Caliber, since 2010, has bringing you all sorts of coverage of all things nerdy, <laughs> both on its website, nerdcaliber.com, and its YouTube channel. They have everything from movie, TV, and game reviews to how-to articles and videos to opinion and thought pieces on the topics of the day. You're trying to do funny stuff while I'm reading. I We're see being you. hilarious. I to see the you. Finish that ad read. But Finish Nerd it. Caliber is also best known for its convention coverage, in particular, cosplay at conventions. The website features new photo galleries from the recent cons nearly every day, and the YouTube channel has um, new video interviews, funny skits, and cosplay showcase compilations multiple times a week. In addition, Nerd Caliber has added new regular features like its weekly nerd news video roundtable live on Facebook at 8 p.m. each Wednesday evening. New to the website is the gaming news roundup called Patch Notes, and on YouTube, the cosplay creator interviews series behind the scenes, moderated by award-winning master cosplayer Lucky Grimm. Check out Nerd Caliber on the web, on YouTube, or on Facebook for tons of nerdy fun. Thank you, Nerd Caliber, for sponsoring this episode Yay, of Podcast. Yay, Nerd Caliber, we at, love you. Are they at New York Comic Con this weekend? They are. I'm so jealous. I know. Everything is happening there, including a final Justice League trailer. <gasps> that comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yes, so it does. Excited. But oh, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Or not. We're going to no. talk about it. We're going to we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a about scary it. movie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to I'm going to flip Gary. Um Gary the Time Goblin. One last time. One last time for today, for tonight. Um Yeah, I just I just want to talk about how much I absolutely loved um the new it movie. Um Okay. It now, was phenomenal. You're going to have you're gonna to have to keep the new movie spoiler free because yes. I haven't seen it. Have you yes. seen it? I and I, I can't watch scary movies. And guys. I don't I, want to spoil I, it for you guys because it was awesome. And it is still pretty fresh, so I think it'd be fair not to spoil yes, it. Yes, it's is still it, pretty fresh. So what I'm gonna talk. I'm actually gonna talk about the original one with Tim Curry, and I'm gonna talk about the and novel. I have seen they, that they one. are okay. connected. Yeah, because we watched that together. Yeah. Well, you had it going, and I was watching some of it, and I I think I was lucky because I watched. Um, Nostalgia critic talk about how absolutely bad it was. In the that, original, yeah, and that the original has I, not aged well. That's the problem. Um, it was probably I, and it was on TV. Remember that it was on cable. Like I like what they the were able first to do. Half of it perfectly fine. The second the half is ki- when, when it's the kids. Yeah, you liked it when it was the kids. Yes, yeah, the second I half too. where it's like so that's gonna be really interesting when they because they've already announced the sequel. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really interesting to see how they portray the second half because I think I'm not alone in this is where it started going downhill from mm-hmm. there. Mm. So they nailed the first half. This oh, it was For a awesome. horror movie, I have not seen something get this much attention and just general like, awareness on yeah, the internet. This, this movie is a defining moment of cinema for, for us, like for our time. It was yeah. so good. Like So not just for hor- the horror genre. Not just for the horror, horror genre. This is a movie, I think, that... I think... This movie deserves the praise it's getting. Like, I think people need to go out and see, yeah. see the new it. If uh, if I do watch it, it's probably probably going to be when it comes out on DVD yeah. and during the daytime. <laughs> and I'll be okay um, until night. What I think is kind of cool, though, is the sequel. Um, or, you know, uh, um, now sequel? that the movie's been out for a while, they've revealed that what they'd really like to call is It Chapter 1. Um, because um, they're going to cover the entire um, the entire book. Um, and the um, 
is the book. The cable series was a two-parter, mm-hmm. and so it was part one with the kids, part two with the adults. Because okay. what what the, the thing is is um, at least in the novel, it comes around every twenty-seven years. Um, give yeah. or take for and for about twelve to six months at a time. Little little tidbit. Did you know that the new movie came out twenty seven years yes, after? Yes, I did. Movie? And also, the actor who played it is twenty seven years old this year. Whoa. It was so weird. weird. Yeah. But so like the sequel or the part two for the new it has to come out in the year that they've said it will, because the years they set in this movie, um, because um, the it movie is going to be set in modern like modern day. That's mm. something that they've changed from the novel. In the novel, I think it took place in like the fifties. So the one that like came the, out as the kids, and the, then so the one that came out this year that is set in nineteen ninety. It's set in the eighties, I think. In the eighties. Yeah. Okay, so then when they move to jump, uh, when they jump twenty seven years, twenty seven years, it's gonna be like maybe a couple years from now, maybe. I think. Okay. Because the sequel set for twenty nineteen, like June second or something like, or no, I don't know. And that's twenty nineteen. Is that gonna focus on them as adults then? Um, yes, it will still probably have flashbacks to the kids because the book goes back and forth a little bit. I think I know at least the, the cable series did. So hold on. Um, 2019 minus 27. So 1992. I don't, I don't remember when the new movie took place. Um, but yeah, I mean, give or take, it comes around every 27 years. Um, now it's pretty similar to the original one in certain aspects, right? Like it's um, yeah, from the trailer, it looked like it was basically a scene for scene for a lot of the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so the new movie is actually um, is more accurate to the source material than the cable series was. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. Something else that's interesting about the new It movie is that it broke a forty-four year old record. What do you mean forty-four year old? Um, so. Um, this new It movie broke the 44-year-old record set by The Exorcist to become the high gross, high, highest-grossing horror film of all time. That's awesome. It is the highest-grossing horror film of all time. How much did it make? Um, I don't have those numbers in front of me. Okay, so but but, a lot of money. But like a lot of money. <laughs> the, I mean, the reason I didn't choose to include those is because they're still changing. The movie's still out. Um, but. This was a forty-four-year-old record. Like that's crazy. That's it's kind of crazy that it's been that long. I was trying yeah. to think of. I thought it might have been something like Paranormal Activity, uh, like the first one, uh, might mm-hmm. have been the one that was really up there. And I'm trying to think of other ones. Maybe Saw, one of those movies could yeah. have been really up there. So what makes, what do you think made this this new movie so popular? Is it because it was a remake of the um, well, yeah. TV well, first it has some really really popular source material like. This book is, it's amazing. Everybody knows about it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, the original, so the novel came out in 19, uh, 1986. Well, see, here's the thing that's really doing it justice, is that it was already established with the older generation. Now mm-hmm. with the new movie, it's been firmly established in the younger generation. Yeah. So when you're able to do that, like Star Wars did the same thing. They establish it with the old generation, and then they also reestablish it effectively with the newer ge- generation. And they're doing that for a third time, really, at this point. Yeah, and because let's face it, the second generation of Star Wars people, yeah. uh, if that's, they like the prequels more than the original, yeah. they have a problem. Um, that's Sorry, how That's how you make an effective franchise, when you're able to repeat success after so many years. Um, and I'm trying to think of the last time we had a horror movie this 
um, show up this prevalent in like pop culture references or just pop culture in general. And I'm thinking like I, like Saw, probably the last one that I could think of that came up like as far as came up in talks after the movie came yeah. out and to this day. I think Saw had the biggest impact in that way. And like it is like by far like it was just so beyond being a horror movie, it was just a really good movie period. Like so the kids in the movie, the movie could have just been about them. Like they were so well acted and charismatic and funny. Mm. That, like, you weren't just waiting until the next time you got to see the clown. Like, the kids were awesome. Like, they were they were so good. And you, you were excited about what was going on when they were on screen. And that's really impressive because a lot of the times kid actors, people don't really care for them that much. So no. if they're actually able to carry a story like yeah. this... That's really like, impressive. Like the kid uh, from Stranger Things, is in, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's the that's the first thing that I was going to bring up is that right. like the only time we've seen performance as good as this is Stranger Things. The kids were really good in that, yeah. And they borrow, also not necessarily horror, but also like a very thriller esque yeah, kind of thing. So it's kind of funny, like, like, kind of like an X Files. I don't know of. how those kids are able to handle scary stuff like that. I'd be terrified. Well, even though the acting. Interesting fact about this movie is that um, so it is played by Bill Skarsgård. Um, he, until they wrapped filming, the kids never got to see him out of costume. They only saw him on set. So when they, some of their reactions to seeing are him are genuine. Like, yeah. they're freaked out. Well, wow. actually, I heard an interview with him, um, and he was talking about when he had to go in front of a kid and start doing all this crazy stuff and freak him out. And, like... He was thinking about if someone was doing that to him as a kid, he would have been terrified. Mm-hmm. So he's just really worried about how he's scarring this kid for life and everything. And then they shoot, they uh, they shout out, uh, "Cut!" And then he just think he looks at the kid. and He's like, "Oh dear, I must have messed him up really bad." And then the kid's just like, "Great job! I love what you're doing with the character." And I'm just like, "Are you serious?" So like he becomes really? the bigger man. And yeah. Just like, oh, that was so great. Cool. You gave yeah. me a you, you gave me a good take... spook. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they're so. There, there were some very unique things. I don't want to spoil it because Bill Skarsgård was is capable of doing some things um, that really lended to making the character scary. Is he I don't cross-eyed? Wanna, I don't, no, I don't want to spoil them. I'm not going to talk about them because... That's not spoilers. Is he cross-eyed no. in real life? Okay. okay, no. He's able to move each of his eyes independently. Whoa. Yeah, and it is free. Like, there's a, like, a couple of times in the movie where he's like talking... Or, like, you just see him, and it his eyes are out of focus. Like, he's not really looking at anything, and they're, like, in different spots. Like, one's looking this way, like, the left, and one's, like, looking that down. It's creepy. so weird, and it just makes you feel uncomfortable. And, like, for a horror movie, well, yeah. it was good. Like, it, it like, oh, it was just, it was so good. Like, it's hard to explain. I really just, I want you guys to see. If I, all they had it. for content in the movie was a clown moving his eyes like that and smiling, I would still yeah. be terrified. So, like, there's the voice, and then there's the way he looks, and then just, like, what he's doing with his face is making you uncomfortable. What bothers me is that a lot of people don't take into consideration how messed up, like, movies like this can be, mm-hmm. or, like, how much it can, I don't know. It seems like a lot of people can go see these movies and... I feel like they're desensitized. Like, even little kids, they go, they're like, oh, I'm going to go see an R-rated movie, and they're, like, seven years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> there was one one reviewer on YouTube. He talked about how he went to see the It movie, and then he starts to hear a baby crying. He's like, is that in the movie? No. Somebody actually brought their baby to see It. Oh, my and word. I'm like, are you serious? That's, yeah, no, like, don't, the worst idea. Don't bring idea. your babies don't to do see that, it. Don't do that, guys. If you love your children, don't bring them to see <laughs> don't It. Don't let them see It. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Be like, got... what's, the, what's the first movie you saw in theaters when you came? It's like, oh, was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, so the kids were, like, they were literally afraid of, like, some of the reactions were genuine. They were, they were actually scared of him. That's really um, cool. And Sounds like they did a lot of things right production-wise for this movie. Oh, yeah. So, um... Like, the movie all around was great. Like, um, they did a good job with, like, the setting. Um, Where was it set again? Cause it so, was it's set in Maine. Right? It's in Maine. Okay. Um, and it's it's so good. Guys, it's so good. The movie was so good. I feel and, like, it's not all just jump scares, mm. which is good, too. Like, it's not just, like, jump all the scares, scares are cheap. so... It's, yeah, they're, 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 I mean, they're I like a good jump scare, and there are some, Once in a while. but they're appropriate. Mm -hmm. And, like, most of the scares from this movie just come because it is just, like, a freak. Like, you're, you're... So, this movie is the first horror movie in a while to genuinely make me feel, like, like, like scared. Not just, like, the horror movie, like, jump scare, like, oh, that startled me. No, like, right. generally, like, I'm sitting there and just, like, I really don't want to watch what happens next. It's not going to be a jump scare, but thing like the atmosphere is just progressing to an uncomfortable place, and like I'm scared. Like it was. Were you okay driving so, home at night? Um. Yes, but I'll I'll be honest. You, I was the only one home when I got ooh, home from seeing it, ooh. and I kept all the lights on. <laughs> yeah. And I made sure I was in my bed when I turned the light off in my room. I can't sleep without without the lights off, so I had to yeah. I had to endure that. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah. And it was like just enough images. where it got you off put. Yeah, when you go home and it was quiet, and then you're just like, too quiet. Yeah, and images from the movie were burnt into my head. So when I get when I got home, I would remember something scary from the movie, or I would like trick myself into seeing him out of the corner of my eye in my room, yeah. and just oh, like. Well, it's thing so good. Is, like last year, we you and I um, we had a friend over, and you guys decided you wanted to watch Chucky. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a horror person. If anyone knows me, I get terrified very easily. So we watched Chucky, and I'm like, all right, I'm fine. And then we watched the, the newest one. It was like Curse of Chucky or whatever. And I was still okay. I was like, all right, it's kind of scary, but it's a horror film. I'm, I'm fine. And then you guys left. And I was absolutely terrified. I, I just like I was like, okay, I know that it's not real. It's just a doll, and he's fake, and all this stuff. But I just kept hearing the voice in my yep. head and just thinking of a little like dark silhouette with a knife just running towards me and laughing. I'm just like, I, I can't handle that. I can not handle scary stuff like that. And that makes me really sad because I want to see it. I really do. But I don't think I, I can handle it. I will go and see it again in theaters. Well, I, will, I, I can't I, see I will, it in theaters. I, say, I, I think will you see should. It. It's not dark. in theaters. I will see it at home. Okay. I But just I'll just tell you, horror movies are actually like... If you're going to go see a movie in theaters, I would recommend a horror movie because no. the surround sound and the big screen and how dark it is, they all make the movie better. Were you listening like, to me? Like, even bad horror movies anything are... scary. Even bad horror movies are good in theaters. Uh, yeah. uh, no. I think. Well, we watched uh, Silent Hill a couple weeks back. And I fell asleep during that. Yeah. I was not. Well, I was very I happy was because I was able to handle it because everyone else... it wasn't scary. No, not just... Okay, if yeah, I watched it by myself, scary. I would have been scared. But because everyone else is around and I was able to crack jokes, it was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I'm oh, fine. Okay, real quick, because I'm not like completely fresh in Silent Hill stuff. So I do have like a legitimate question for you. Like, so the yeah, whole deal with the guy with like the like the pyramid head. Like, was he um, only supposed to be a cameo in that? Like, I thought he was like was a bigger he? piece. He is the main um, antagonist of Silent Hill Two. My Silent Hill knowledge is actually very limited. Oh, 
Um, I was like, I just oh. know that he's I was a, like, that's the character I recognize. He, he must be important. He's the most iconic character from the series, but he's, o- he's really only in one of the games. That's weird. And they only, he's only in a few scenes of the movie. That's weird. Because so, he didn't end up being relevant to the plot at all. Not really, just another scare. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't, um, like, it was just like, ooh, like, really, like, ominous character. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really a scare. It was just, like, tension building. And that yeah. was what they used him for. They looked pretty cool. But um, going back to it, what was your favorite aspects of this movie and what do you hope they will bring from that movie to the next one? Um, so the kids. They're, um, they're going to be adults in the next one. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I know, but like <laughs> that, was, that, was, years for them to that was hands down the, like, the best part of this movie. Um, so I want to see them, like they've got to cast actor, like comparable actors. They've got to cast good act. Like I don't like... I'm not saying they don't have to be big names, but I just I want to see characters that you can believe were those kids. You know so what I mean? So if actors are as good as the kid actors, then they'll be okay. Yeah. Are yeah. they going to have the same person who uh, played it in the next? Oh one? yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, and just the unique things they did um, with the scares and with it as a character. I just they just need to continue that. Like they just need to keep doing that. Okay. And um, another question. So, what did you think of? Was it Tim Curry? He played the original mm-hmm. one. What do you like about him more than this? It as or vice Nothing. versa? Nothing. <laughs> oh, is, it, is this um, one oh, so? Old? This this it Nothing. is better in every single way. Okay, every so, uh, single way. So he's I, let, let me be clear though. Is that I watched the original cable two parter. Um, out of novelty and just because I wanted to have watched it before I watched the new one um, it was not scary it was cheesy um, at times I laughed I didn't think really anything about Tim Curry's character was I didn't think any of it was scary I didn't think any of it was creepy I didn't think any of it was really weird that's probably just because it has not aged well because um, if you watched it as a kid, you might have been a little bit scared. Yeah, and after I, I watched thought, it as a kid, and I did watch it during the day. I don't know. It I just, thought his performance was good. Mm-hmm. It was better remar- than everyone else. It was, it was good. Re- it just yeah. wasn't. Sc- it didn't scare me. Nothing remarkable. Yeah. Like obviously, if it was remarkable, we'd hear more about it. Oh, remember about Tim other, Curry? Like, no, but, but 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 no, but you do though. I just don't think it got to me because of the how long. Well, also you watched a lot of scary movies, so you know yeah. what scares you. You know what like aspects yeah. of a character mm-hmm. like a, and it was really limited by the fact that it was on cable um in the 90s you mean so, like visual effects wise or just what like, they're able to do and how how far they're able to go in trying to scare you yeah also the editing was really choppy yeah like I, was, I think we were watching it i was watching it with you and it's the moment where the the girl's outside and the washing is like right in front of her and then you see the clown and then he's just like hey I'm yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposed to be scared of that, and then it goes into slow motion of him like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a monster, and I'm like, oh scary. yeah. So, little interesting fact uh, to clarify about it is it is not, um, he's not a monster, he's not even an alien, um, he's not a demon. It is a like extra dimensional entity. Like, he exists in a... Like, our universe exists inside this bigger universe, and it is an entity from that, like, bigger universe. I think you can classify that as a monster. Well, yeah, but it's... He's more kind of like a... Like a... Like a god, kind of. Like... 
like on that not scale. Not a deity, but like not a deity, a, but like that scale. An OP like, character. Yeah. So like <laughs> you know that new that other Stephen King movie coming out, The Dark, Dark Tower? Tower. It already came out. Yeah. Well, that's related. Huh? Very, very minimally. Are you telling me Matthew McConaughey is related to this clown? Um, very loosely. Okay. Actually, a lot of Stephen King novels are related very loosely. But, um, I don't know a whole lot about The Dark Tower. I just know that... It's kind of like how all of Disney is related loosely. Like, they're not, like, making big ties. Yes, it is. All of Disney is... No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Disney keeps confirming ties to, like, within its own movies. Like, this person's related to this person and so forth. Okay, um, so but they're not like making them. I don't want. They're not making them canon within the movies. They're making them canon outside of the movies. Yeah. So it's not like a big plot point, but it's something that they like to tease at. Like, look, we the quote unquote thought about things as we were like. They just like nodding to their own series. Who wouldn't? So I'm sure someone like Stephen King, who makes all mm-hmm. these novels, would love to. They didn't, to make, it a, they didn't make it a big deal though. In right. fact, in fact, um, you wouldn't know what I'm telling you now by watching the new movie i i researched it um because i want to know more about it but so it is actually um an extra dimensional being called uh, known as the deadlights um and it's eternal like it, it's an eternal being it lives forever it's always been so around you can't actually kill him no they can just i oh, i don't know oh, come on. i don't know they may be able to like banish him from our realm <laughs> what like once every 27 years you, you've ruined your chance in this Dude. dimension <laughs> yeah basically like and like so it it just appears as what as their fears so like it is not strictly a clown it usually appears as a clown first because that's a pretty common fear among kids mm-hmm. and it's inviting so like um wait, wait, cl- it, it regularly a appears clown is a, an inviting I so think remember, this was originally set in the '50s when I'm sure kids actually liked clowns before they became <sighs> scary. So like, it regularly appears as a clown, but it does not always appear as a clown. It will pick on whatever your individual fear is. It'll appear as that because um, the character describes fear as like salting the meat. So like, it eats these kids, and they taste better if they're afraid. Well, that's messed up. Disturbing. But it's also very interesting. I just, I don't, like, I don't, I don't personally know what my deepest fear is. So it'd be very interesting <laughs> if I saw whatever it was and think, okay, what is the scariest ideas. thing? What, what, what's my scariest? Like, what we're, if it, we're, I don't want to get into it? Okay. <laughs> we're gonna get very deep and emotional right yeah. now, guys. We're not. We're gonna, actually. We're gonna get into the thick of it. Uh, the thick of it. Um, uh, but I, like I was, I'm telling sorry, William, listeners. I'm so sorry. I'm like I was telling Mom, I'm actually going to. Um, I'm going to publish an article on our website um, going into further detail about some of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. And I hope I'll be able to see it eventually one day when I'm not scared out of my pants. <laughs> I'll bring it. I'll own it. So cool. you'll definitely get the chance to watch it. <laughs> you can sit on the couch next to me. Any more moral support? It is, Thank you. <laughs> it is the month of Halloween. Any more scary movies on our horizon that we should be aware of? Um, well, side note, a lot of Stephen King movies or TV shows are coming out recently. Like there was a Dark Tower. There was it. I think there's a, the Netflix TV show is coming out. All I know, I know is that I, I'm seeing it a lot more now. So. 
But other than that... Um, I don't know of any new scary movies that are coming out. I just don't know about them. I'm not saying there aren't any. Um, not scary movies, but Stranger Things Season 2 yes. is coming out in a couple weeks. That's on my October I'm, fall bucket list. Yes. So. And while Netflix has been making me sad with a lot of stuff they're taking away, uh, Stranger Things was definitely a very good thing last year. I'm glad they're bringing it back. I can give some recommendations, though. It's... It's uh, it's the spoopy time of year. The We're getting cl- the spoopy. What does that mean? It's scary. Don't make it. Just big. say it's spooky. Spoopy. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's spooky. the spoopy time of year. We're getting close spooky. to Halloween. It's like spooky. He did so me the real scare. Go, oh no! Poop. Go and spooky. watch. Go and watch the Conjuring. Go and watch the Conjuring Two. Go and watch Sinister. Um, those are some. Not, of my not necessarily Twilight, horror, and I'll be terrified. Not necessarily horror, but definitely like thriller, like in your like head kind of thing is um. Uh, I just like just forgot. Um, Split was a really. It wasn't like a horror movie, Split but was it good. was good. It was a suspense thriller. Um, yeah. What's the I one with um, Leonardo DiCaprio? Shutter Island. Shutter yep. Island. Watch Shutter Island. Mm. One of my favorite mm. movies of all time. What is that? It's. I own it downstairs. We can pop you, it out. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not a scary movie. It's, it's a, a thriller, thriller mystery. And, yeah, it's a thriller mystery. And it is. It's one of my favorite movies ever. So I still have to watch good. Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Watch that. Yeah, watch that. Um, that's a good. That's a good recent, time of year to watch that too. My favorite was the light switch one. Lights out. Lights I didn't like that so much. It I was better it. towards the beginning. It didn't progress I mean, well. That's almost all Let's not watch movies, it. Though. Follows okay. Let's not do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Is that um, the don't, prequel? Don't, no, 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 no. That's the like, <laughs> that's like <laughs> sexually transmitted fear disease thing. It's weird. Yeah. Interesting. Don't watch that. Who comes <laughs> up with this stuff? Um, Somebody weird comes people. Up with it. The same person who made Sharknado or something. Um, probably. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, so scary movies, October, spooky time. Spoop it up, friends. <laughs> Tell us about your favorite horror movies in our forums at geekkind.tv. Get some of those forums popping, guys. We like yeah. interacting with you. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. We'd love to hear what your favorite movies are, whether it's horror or not, but tis the season to be scary. <laughs> and if spoopy. you are scared, you can be scared with me. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, be scared Everyone with Alex. Everyone else can enjoy being scared. I'll just. Lonely. In fact, you can make that the topic of a forum post uh, support group for Alex's fears. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this has been inconceivable. <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed us guarding you through the galaxy this fine evening. This mm. spooky galaxy. It's technically Marvel related, so... It was. We did a good job. Marvel. Inconceivable. 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 Support for this episode has been provided by George Washington's Mount Vernon. Offering 160 wide-open, wanderable acres, Mount Vernon invites you to connect with over 200 years of history. Far more than a mansion, the first president's estate is home to four picturesque gardens and shaded woodland trails, even a cruise of the Potomac River. Visit mountvernon.org to learn more. To save 20% on tickets, use promo code OPEN. The been thinking about McDonald's all day, can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 